frequency clear. 99.7. Joy 99.7 FM. Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterbill. And now, today's word. By practice, in the days of Abraham, if you went to war and you took spoil, it belonged to you. So really, Abraham could claim that not only the people but also the goods were his because he risked his life to rescue them. But he didn't take advantage of the situation. He didn't actually go to war because he wanted property. He went to war because he wanted his nephew free. And so we see a huge difference between Lot and Abraham. Different value systems. So let's look at Abraham's choice. He said a few things. He says, I have raised my hand to the Lord. What does that mean? Abraham lived his life on the pledge of integrity before God. Abraham's understanding of what God expected from him shaped his values. I have pledged before God. I don't just live my life anyhow. I don't just follow the crowd. I do what God wants me to do. So, Mr. President of Sodom, your offer is impressive, but you're not the one I deal with. I deal with the one whom I have raised my hands to. Definitely, that will limit his options. It means that Abraham has chosen a life that excluded so many things and so many people from his life. I've raised my hands before God. It's a very narrow life. The options are limited for him. And this big breakthrough, he can't take it because he says, I've raised my hand to God. Are there opportunities in your life that you can say, I've raised my hand to God, so I'm not going to do this. I've raised my hand to God. I'm not going to do that. It looks nice. It sounds good. It smells good. But I've raised my hand to God. And that's where we have to get to. Abraham's choice was based on honest acquisition of wealth. He was committed to honest acquisition of wealth. He says, I would take nothing that is yours. Abraham said again. Abraham was not a mercenary who only fought for money. He wanted everybody gathered to know, yes, I am strong. Yes, I have an army, but my sword is not for hire, and I don't fight for money. There is something more important that will make me go into battle, but not just money. And not just because I want to get what you have. Abraham did not have a sense of entitlement. Many of us live life with a sense of entitlement. We seize people, people's property, we take it. One of the biggest challenges we have in Ghana and many, many countries like Ghana is petty thievery. Petty 
thievery. Petty thieves. At home, you get a house help, they're going to steal from you. At work, they steal from you. Everywhere, they steal from you. People are always looking for opportunity to pinch. Office paper, office pen, office this and office that. They have to claim TNT for traveling. They will extend the mileage. They have to reclaim petrol. Instead of two gallons, they claim four gallons and lie and lie because they want to take what they have not worked for. It is a lifestyle of the Broadway. Abraham said, I have pledged to God, I'm not going to take anything that is yours. He's saying, it's your property. I fought for it, but originally it is your property and I'm not going to take it because I know how to prosper by myself. I'm not looking for shortcuts. I'm not looking for already made solutions to my problems. I know how to work hard. Hard work doesn't kill me. On the narrow road, that's how we talk. I'm not marrying because I need a quick access to prosperity. So I see that individual who, who doesn't qualify by any measure to be my spouse, whether it's a male or female. Because these days it goes either way. There are men looking for prosperous women. No matter how they look, function, behave, we're looking for the easy way out. And there are ladies whose eyes are recklessly eyeballing, crack, crack, going left, right, left, right, right, left, right, looking. And even when the man is married, they want to get him by force. Are you a lazy person? It's the Broadway. <laughs> the people who are stealing people's businesses, stealing people's money, undercutting people, all because they want to reap where they have not sown. So Abraham says, I'm committed to honest acquisition of wealth. I will not, I will take nothing that is yours. We have to make that decision. We have to make that promise. I will take nothing that is yours. You can put your wealth in my hand. I will not take it. You can trust me. I will not take it because it is not mine. Oh, yeah. You can put your wife in my hand. And she's safe. Can you say that? You can put your husband in my hand and he's safe. <laughs> All right. Abraham was determined to make God the source of his success. He says, the reason I'm not going to take it from you is because one day you are going to say, I have made Abraham rich. But really, God is the one who called me from my father's house and brought me this far. He says, you bless me. And if God says he's going to bless me, he's going to bless me. And I'm not going to give you the place of God in my life. You're not going to be my source of supply. You're not going to be my Lord and my God. You know, there are many of us who have made other people our gods. So, Abraham, Lot, the broad and the narrow. We see how it ended with Lot. He gets caught in a battle 
he's delivered and he goes back to the same city. Because one of the things I have come to realize when people choose a gate, they don't come out of it easily. They stay. They get disappointed with their get-rich-quick schemes. But the next one will catch them. The next one will catch them. The next one will catch them because they are attracted to the wide door. And Jesus says many of us are on it. That's why sometimes we repeat the same thing happens to us over and over and over and over and over and over and over. We make investment, it gets lost. We make investment, it gets lost. We start something that's... And then after some time, you're going to say it's, 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 it's a witch. And I believe that there are people who can supernaturally try to limit your access to God's blessing, but sometimes you have to ask yourself, what am I doing about this? What is it about my values, my choices, that makes me always have these things happening to me? People are cheating me every day. Are you predisposed to the Lot way of life or the Abraham way of life? Whether you're going to take an exam, you're going to invest in business, you're making a friend, all of these decisions and choices you have to make are going to be governed by which gate you choose to enter in. You make friends because you want to take advantage of them. Or do you make friends because you want to really invest into their lives? Are you choosing the narrow gate or the broad gate? So, in conclusion, let's look at the lessons we learned from what we've looked at today. If we're going to choose, we have to choose on the basis of godly values. This is where we should start. Our choices must rest on godly values. God does not choose on the basis of appearances. God chooses on the basis of his eternal purposes. He looks at the heart. He looks deeper. Because beauty is vain. Stature is deceptive. Get it? Beauty is vain, stature is deceptive, money will fly. Whether you're choosing a marriage partner or a business opportunity, we must go beyond the surface attraction, we must go beyond self-interest. Choose on the basis of godly values. Second lesson, choose to work towards your desires. Work is not a curse. Hard work is not a disgrace. Even when God makes a promise to us, we must work to bring it to pass. Israel was given a promised land, but they had to fight to possess it. They were promised a land flowing with milk and honey, but they had to plant the corn and the wheat and the barley in the land flowing with milk and honey. Because in the land flowing with milk and honey, nothing flows. Everything grows. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take concentrated effort. You want to pass that exam? You're going to learn. You're going to learn. You can't be joking. And then go, go for a prophetic word and hope that a prophecy will pass the exam for you. You will fail with the prophecy. If you want to pass, you're going to work hard. You're going to sit down and concentrate and, and learn. There's no easy way. It's a narrow gate. 
You're going to learn. You want your marriage to work? You're going to stay and work hard and change. And ask for forgiveness and apologize. And be caring and be courteous and be generous. And be kind and be nice and stop insulting. It's the narrow road. It's easy anytime you have a problem with your wife to say, go home, leave home. Or anytime you have a husband with your husband, I'm leaving. Values. Because if you don't get the values right, every little thing will shift you. We have to build well. We have to build well. We have to choose to go the full distance of our journey. When you choose the narrow gate, you will travel a difficult path. You will have struggles. You will have setbacks. You will have disappointments. You will see others on the Broadway who take the easy way out and be tempted to also take the easy way out. However, if you choose to enter through the narrow gate, you must stay on track to the end of your journey. And Jesus says you will find life. You will find life. Honest labor will produce some results for you. You can't go to work late and hope to be promoted. The Christians who go to the office and they spend all the time reading the Bible. I'm happy you want to read the Bible. But you have options as to where to read the Bible. Read it at home or during your break time or after work but not on the job. There's a client waiting for you. He doesn't need the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> he needs you to deal with that issue. Choosing the narrow gate is difficult. You're gonna see people prosper. You're gonna see people use shortcuts. Especially if you are a young girl, you say, I'm going to live holy for God. And you see your, your friends sleeping with men. And now they have a car. And now they have a little house somewhere. And, 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 and you look at your life and you say, I'm wasting my life. No, you're not wasting your life one of these days. You're going to see that the Broadway never ends well. Never ends well. Just stay on track. Don't just say, I'm going to live holy and, and not dress well. Live holy, dress well, you know. It, it's a package. It's a package. All right, okay. And the final lesson we learn is that we have to choose to let God be magnified through our story. The end of the road for those who choose the narrow gate is good. And if you stay faithful to the end, your life will be a testimony to the glory of God. I want people to say, this is the doing of the Lord. That's one of the decisions we took as a church when we began. Right from the beginning of the church, we said we're not going to look for money in America or in Britain or in any Western world. We're not going to beg for money. We're not going to serve them for money. And even if they give us donations, we will not take it. Because we want to prove to the whole world that the God of all flesh doesn't live in America or Britain. That here in Ghana, if you are faithful to God, he can bless the work of your hand and he can do great things with you. It's a narrow road. It's a narrow road.
I remember when we started our church very young, we were in that classroom beating the cupboard with our fists. My hands were bleeding, beating cupboard. And there is a church which was supported by a missionary that was meeting close from us. At that time, when you look around, they have trumpet, they have organ, they have guitars, they have sound system. You are beating on tables. And a missionary wants to help you, you say no. And I said no to many people. I said no very nicely. Not to reject them, but to let them know, I have lifted up my hands to God. I have made a vow to God that if he's God who he says he is, I don't need to go and beg in America to survive, that God can prosper me in Ghana and God can increase me. And if he cannot do that, I will still trust him. <laughs> now we have trumpets and keyboards. And not only in this church, but in hundreds of churches all over the country. And we have more than that. What if I had gone the Broadway? I would never learn to trust God. That the God I serve can give me a trumpet and a guitar and can give me the wisdom to build a church, to set up a university with no foreign funds. No foreign funds. No donor agencies. Which way are you going to choose? But I'm here just to let you know, when we talk about Abraham, not only did he stay in Canaan, but God blessed him beyond Lot. Lot left Sodom empty-handed. Abraham transferred wealth to his children, to his children's children, to generations after him. If you stay with God, he will not fail you. So all I've done is give you general rules. Anytime you're making a choice, ask yourself, is this the broad or the narrow? God bless you. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Otterville. Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.